Hey Ellas, you're listening to Chit Ella Chat. It's your host, Janelle J for short. What is Ella's purpose? Well, it's to ensure women of all ages become women of purpose through mentoring and empowering with God's word as the foundation. So tune in, sit back, receive, and most of all, let's get started. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> this is Chit Ella Chat. We're literally, we chit and chat. <laughs> oh my goodness, last episode was fire. Oh, I could just feel the presence of God as I was recording that. I hope y'all felt the presence of God. I was just so like, what? After I was recording, I ran. I was like, Mama, did you hear that fire episode? I was putting it down. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, the spirit of God was really talking, and that, that that's just what it was. <laughs> that's just what it was. Anyways, y'all, so this is lockdown, period. We're still in lockdown. Um, I just want to say to everybody out there, keep your spirits up. Keep your spirits up. This is something that is not meant to break us, but to make us stronger. I know for me, I had a moment there when I heard that they were extending it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like... How much longer can we do this? But at the same time, there's something we're not learning. And to be honest, my views on all of this is irrelevant. The point is, is that people are suffering. Um, People can't see their families. You know, I hear a lot of people talk about how they haven't been able to see their families and see their friends. And it's sad. It's really sad because sometimes that's just who we need to keep us alive. And I've been hearing numbers of suicides going up. And we really just have to pray for everybody who's dealing with something right now because this is not an easy this is not easy it's just not as much as we want to sit here and act like we're tough even I got hit a little bit when you know we had the first lockdown and they told me it was all the way until May I swear I cried I was like this is too much you know we want to get out there I want to get out there and pray for you guys and the crazy thing is is you know you have to use wisdom obviously but I'm not afraid of this thing I want to get out there and talk to you guys it's the people who are afraid of me (laughs) I feel like I want to get out there, but I just don't know how people are going to receive me because, again, you don't know how they feel about it. So I've been trying to find a way to affect the community without scaring them. So um, as you guys know, Praise Parade is coming around the corner. July 17th will be in your neighborhoods. I'll be putting up posters really soon in the neighborhoods we'll be hitting. I'm just trying to get some things together and finalize some things. Um, You know, I made a video about the disappointment I had in the Christian community. I still believe in what I said. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have my name in their mouth if they do about it. But at the end of the day, I stand by what I said. And it's all fine and dandy to be, you know, sitting at home and promoting. But it's another thing to help somebody up off the ground. And I feel like that's just what we're called to do as Christians. We're there um, to do what Jesus did. And that was to preach the gospel, but uh, make uh, meaningful impacts and changes. And he didn't do that by sitting, you know, in one place and spreading the word. He did that by getting into the places he was talking about. He sat with sinners. Um, I believe that's the only way we're going to get people to come to Christ is doing exactly as Jesus did it. If we think that social media is going to affect a uh, large population of people, we're wrong because there's 20 of me, 20,000 of me on the internet, but there's only a few of me in the neighborhoods, and that's where it counts. So I do these podcasts because I want to reach to people who I can't physically reach, but if I can physically reach you, that's my destination and my path is to get to you. 
on July 17th when we do our praise parade. I'm excited and I can't wait until it happens. And I really want to pray for you guys. I'm going to let, I'm going to make sure I put on the poster. If you need a prayer, come on down. We will pray for you. I just want to make sure that everybody I got there is comfortable with that. Um, either way, I'll be praying. And that's what we're there for. Dance, sing, get some prayers. Chains broken. Amen. <laughs> All right. So today's episode is called Forgiveness. Who does it really help? Um, Let me tell you, this is such an on-time topic for my life. Um, like I revealed in the last episode as well, I'm currently going through a separation slash divorce and God has really been working on me with this forgiveness thing and not even just forgiving him, but being able to forgive a lot of people who played a role in what happened and, um, being able to also forgive people who were not necessarily fully involved in that specific, uh, situation, but people who were with me going through other things and they hurt me. And I have to be able to forgive them. So in what God is bringing me through, I want to take you guys through today. Um, Like I said, forgiveness, who does it really help, is the title of today's episode. Um, Can we also give a big shout out to Dr. Reverend Natalie Sharp, who just put out her book, Morning Breeze. I'm so excited. We're going to get her on the show. She's going to talk about it. She's going to let us know what's going on. We're going to get in depth with her testimony. Hopefully we can get her on the show soon. Um... And then just really get into depth about what she wrote about because a big part of it for her too was learning forgiveness. So that's a big shout out to my friend. If you guys want to find out where the book is, please follow her on Instagram. Let me make sure I got that Instagram right because I hate shouting out people and not having their Instagram down properly. So let me make sure I got that Instagram. So it is Dr. Natalie E. Sharp. D as in Delta, R-N-A-T-A-L-I-E-E-S-E. H-A-R-P-E, sharp with an E. Okay, Dr. Natalie E. Sharp. Make sure you go ahead and follow her and get a copy of that book, Morning Breeze Restoration. All right. It's a 50-day devotional guide, seven life tra- uh, life transforming prayers, uh, real life testimonies, how to overcome depression, how to unlock your best potential. Come on, guys. Let's support. All right. So let's get into this uh, episode. So let's talk about what forgiveness is. And I always say I like to define things because without an understanding and a true definition of something, you can never actually know what it means. And sometimes you don't even know the power that it carries. So let's talk about forgiveness. Let's, Let's define forgiveness, okay? So the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. So the action or the process. What I love about this definition is that it hits on two very important words. The action and process. Those are two very important things when it comes to forgiveness and forgiving because there is an action when it comes to being able to forgive somebody. When you put into your mind that you're going to do something, you act upon it, right? For example, if you say that you're going to do better at your job, you're going to begin to do things differently. Doing is an action. You begin to think differently. You begin to perform differently because you've made up your mind that you're going to do something. It's the same thing with forgiveness, right? You have to put in your mind that you're going to forgive that person and you got to act on that, right? Forgiveness is also a process. I I'm going to let y'all know forgiveness is not an overnight thing depending on what it is, okay? Depending on what it is. Now, you can have a situation where forgiveness is overnight. For example, if somebody said something like, you know what, you're ugly. Yeah, I can forgive you by tomorrow because it don't really affect me. But what about something like, I don't know, your family speaking down on you for years, your auntie telling you ain't going to be good for nothing, Maybe you encountered somebody who hurt you. Maybe someone murdered your mother. 
You never know what it is. And that process of forgiveness is not an overnight thing. First of all, I always say to somebody, when you go through something, you have to be able to process what you're feeling. And I dealt with anger as a child. I had very bad anger issues because I couldn't process my thoughts and my feelings. I still struggle with that, that my brain isn't able to process exactly why I feel like that. So anytime that I actually feel angry. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a tip that I do and I do it in all circumstances and I read this in uh, a devotion the comparison trap and I've actually been doing it without realizing it. So, well, anytime I feel angry or I or angry, I said angry. Anytime I feel angry or if there's an emotion that I know is not good for me, I process my feelings as much as I can. For example, the other day I was sitting on my bed and I was watching something and I actually started to feel really angry. And I was like about to do something silly. And I was like, Jenna, whoa, why do you feel like this? What is making you want to do this? So I had to get to the root cause. And once I got, which we're going to talk about too, don't worry, we're going to get there. Once I got to the root cause of what was making me angry, I was able to understand that this is where my feelings are coming from. So now I know I either have to avoid this or I have to be able to understand it and work through it. So now my anger doesn't control me. I control the anger. I'm able to process that. Now, this is something that I have to physically do. Like, it's not something like a normal person, like where you can logically just say like, oh, yeah, I'm not upset anymore. I physically have to calm down. I physically have to sit up, breathe in and out. Okay, Janelle, why are you upset right now? Why do you feel this way? And I thank God for the Holy Spirit that's been working on me because, boy, I, I was struggling. I was really struggling with... Um, being able to process my emotions, but God has really been working on me and I'm now able to actually stop myself before I do something and process it, right? So that's why I believe those two words, action and process is very important because there's an action to forgiveness, but there's also a process to it. And even on both sides, there's a process to being able to forgive somebody, but there's also a process in you being able to be forgiven. For example, I'm not saying that you need to go and beg for somebody's forgiveness because like what we talked about in the episode, we said that we ain't begging man for, you know, the repentance. We're not repenting to man. But yes, sometimes it does help to know that someone has forgiven you for something you've done. Um, That's a process in itself. And sometimes the best way to show somebody um, that 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 apology that you gave to them is genuine is by changing which we go back to the action right you have to show a difference in your behavior and the process for them starts to happen because they say oh she isn't the same girl she used to be and she apologized for being this mean girl and i can now see the actions towards making sure that doesn't happen again also they say that uh forgiveness is a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. Like we said, right? It's a series of actions or steps. It's a series of an action or a process in order to achieve a certain end, right? So my 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 goal for forgiveness is to either be able to forgive that person. What are the benefits of forgiveness? The benefits of, for, of forgiveness is being able to not have this in your heart. The biggest thing, guys, you cannot go to heaven with unforgiveness in your heart. You can't. Your prayers actually don't even get heard if you don't release uh, unforgiveness. You actually harm yourself, which we'll get into a little later, but you have to be able to forgive somebody so that you can move forward, right? For example, every day I remember I used to go to school, I had really bad teeth. (laughs) Thank the Lord for braces. And I had really bad teeth, so... 
I would have, so I had a gap and then I had a vampire cause it, it grew up on the top cause my baby teeth would have fallen. And then I had a tiny baby tooth and then the one that was supposed to come out of the baby tooth grew under it, a terrible teeth. And every day this guy used to bother me every single day. And I became so bitter. I became so insecure and I actually developed a different kind of anger. It almost became scary. Even now that I think about it, I remember just wanting to go to school and, and like hurt him. Like I physically thought about hurting him every day. I was like, Ooh, how could I do this? Man, can I like, I, w- I would have very evil thoughts about him because I let it fester. Right. And that's the dangerous part of, about holding on to unforgiveness. These things fester. Okay. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You want to be able to see that this is happening and move forward, okay? So let's talk about uh, what God says about forgiveness because ultimately that's what's important. So let's pull up some scriptures here. Um, what I did was I highlighted, highlighted a few scriptures prior to this so that we can refer back to them. Uh, let's get some up here. So, uh, all right. I got a few, so I just want to make sure that I have them all down for you guys. So the first scripture that we have here is Matthew 6.14, and it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you also. What I love about the scripture is there's another scripture that actually says the same judgment that you hold upon somebody else is the same judgment that the Father is going to hold to you. So this is the same kind of situation. The forgiveness that you give to somebody else is the same forgiveness that God is going to give to you. And this is why it's so imperative that you forgive because there are things that you do that you're going to ask God to forgive you for and you expect it. But at the same time, someone will do something much, much, much smaller than what you've done and you're going to hold on to it. And this is why it's important that we don't think of ourselves as God. We're not God. So we don't get to pick and choose who we're going to hold it, hold on to. And let me just, let me divert for a second and just be real. Forgiveness is not easy. I get that. It's not easy. Forgiveness is not a process that you can just do overnight. And I understand that it's something that is hard. Trust me, I'm going through it. I had a friend um, who I recently had to learn to forgive and, uh, We may not be on speaking terms, but I forgave her because I realized that if I don't, who do I think I am to deserve forgiveness from God? If I can't forgive my own sister or my own brother, as the scripture says, if you forgive other people when they hurt you, God will forgive you. Your heavenly father will also forgive you. This is the word. I'm not making this up. This is Matthew 6, 14. Look it up yourself. It says it. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will, not might, not thinking about, he will also forgive you. So we have to realize that when you're holding unforgiveness in your heart, you're allowing your own blessings, your own ability to get forgiveness to stop. And like I said, I know it's not an easy process. I know that it's going to take some time. I understand that that person hurt you. I get that that person did things to you. I get that even the things that they did is still traumatizing you and haunting you. But you got to move forward. You got to remember that that person is still living their own life. You know what's scary sometimes? Is that people are holding... hatred in their heart for somebody and that person is living their life like nothing happened 
Like right now, if I was, I, I could sit here and I could be in my bed and I could be like, ooh, I hate that man. Ooh, I hate that girl. And they're outside having the best days, taking selfies at the beach. Like, ew, I'm having the best time of my life. But you're sitting here bitter and resentful over someone who's not even thinking about you. Sometimes that person doesn't even know that they hurt you. So you're sitting there upset about something that they don't even know they did. And you're just kind of like, I don't like this person. I'm going to be gripey. I don't want to be around them. When you see me, I hope you know that we ain't going to be around each other. Yada, yada, yada. Why? Why are we putting ourselves through this? What's the point? What's the point? Don't make no sense. The next scripture is my favorite because it really points out a weak point for a lot of us. Luke 17 verse 4. It says, even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. So if somebody hurts your feelings, say somebody says today, like, oh, I don't like your teeth. And you're like, wow, that kind of actually hurt my feelings. And they're like, you know, I'm actually so sorry. I didn't I didn't realize that tomorrow comes they're like no actually like i really don't like what your teeth look like like your teeth are disgusting like they make me sick and you're like okay but like you you do understand you're hurting my feelings okay my bad can you forgive me for that if they keep doing that every day and you decide that okay well you know what i don't want to forgive them because they keep doing it you're wrong the scripture says even if they come to you seven times and keep messing up You must forgive them every time because this, again, is an embodiment of the relationship between us and God. Because we we let's think about a lifetime from the time that we're born till the time that we die. Many of us are blessed with at least 60 years of life in 60 years. How many times do you think you sinned? More than seven. I can tell you more than seven. There's a preacher out there. I think his name is Jesse Lee. And he says, oh, once you're saved, you can never sin. Boy, it happens. Okay? You can sin. You can mess up. But the point is to repent, which is what we talked about in the last episode. If you guys missed the last episode and somehow reached here without reaching the other one, you really got to listen to the first, uh, the last episode previous to this one talks about repentance and that's a big part of getting to the next step of forgiveness is being able sorry to repent and then move forward to the a next step of forgiveness oh guys sorry Oof. i had something to drink before i came up on here so and i mean juice <laughs> not nothing crazy i literally had like a whole gulp of juice i was like oh my those dry and i knew i shouldn't have did it because i always get a little burpy after that but it's okay <laughs> so Luke 17 4 again we have to still forgive them every single day we wake up and we have to forgive that person because when you have to get to that point where you got to ask God for that forgiveness that you're withholding from somebody else just know you're getting the same effects back it's just facts This I love. We're going to move on to another verse. Psalms 86 verse 5. It says, you Lord are forgiving and good. Abounding in all, in love, sorry, to all who call to you. You know, that's another part. And that's why I say forgiveness and repentance are very close together. And the reason why is because you have to ask for forgiveness from God when you sin. And he is so loving and abounding in love. 
to everybody who calls to him. So that means if I did something today and I messed up, I'm like, God, I, 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 I actually really need you to forgive me for this. I, I'm not going to lie. I really messed up on this one. I slept with Jeffrey and I shouldn't have. God, I'm really asking for your forgiveness. Now, who do you think you are to turn on and be like, okay, so you're telling me you slept with somebody? Well, mm, to look down on that person. Who do you think you are? Sometimes when we take forgiveness, we really do put ourselves in the position of trying to be God. You're not perfect, so why do you think that you have the ability to judge somebody else for not being perfect? You're not. You're not. You don't get to tell somebody if they're perfect or not because you feel some type of way. That's entitlement. Entitlement. And don't get me wrong. I'm speaking even to myself because I was struggling with this. Not even when I when I wrote this episode, I was going through it. I was going through it and I was struggling because I had to come to a place where I had to let these people know that I forgive them. But yet there was still a process that had to be done. And God brought me through that process pretty much. Not even brought me, but he shoved me into that process. And I had to confront a lot of people at one time about my hurt and my pain. And um, it was it was an empowering experience. Because I was able to release, but at the same time still speak my truth. Because sometimes within even you trying to forgive somebody else, or even if you're the one who has to be forgiven, there's still a part of understanding in it. I always say if two friends break up, there's always wrong on both sides and right on both sides. Always. Always. Because somebody could be dealing with something and they make a wrong action. It doesn't mean they're right, but we can have understanding. We we, we have grace. And a big part of forgiveness too, <coughs> sorry, is grace. Grace is huge. And one thing that I think is very important, especially in marriage and in friendships and relationships in general, is giving people grace. Saying, you know what, even though you did that, I, un- I I'm, I'm just going to let you have a pass on that. You know what I mean? So let's talk about, uh, uh, you know, what grace is. Grace is unmerited mercy. Unmerited mercy. You have to be able... To give somebody mercy. You have to say to somebody, you know what? You messed up, but it's okay. I, I, it's almost like three strikes. Let's look at Grace's three strikes. Somebody does something today. And you give them grace. That's strike one. I'm not going to penalize you. I'm not going to put on your record. It's fine. Next. Somebody does something again. That's strike two. You give them grace. And now if something really hurts and it gets deep inside, now you got to work on forgiveness. Let's talk about uh, Mark 11, 25. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. So that your father in heaven may forgive you for your sins. One of the most important processes for me in the in, in this journey of forgiveness. <clears throat> 
is that in every time I pray, I ask that God helps me to forgive. Even when I'm just praying over my food, um, this is something I learned from Michael, Pastor Michael Todd. Just asking for forgiveness anytime I sit down and pray or asking God to help me to figure out how to forgive other people. Because what ends up happening is that I'm sitting here with unforgiveness in my heart and it makes no sense. And I'm holding this in my heart and I'm and I'm, I'm frustrated with this person and I'm stopping my own prayers and I got all these sins on me, but I'm not forgiving this person. I pray about it <clears throat> all the time. When I sit down, I eat and eat. When I say my prayers before I eat, before I go to my bed, even if something's silly, I pray. I'm like, you know, God, before I say anything, help me, Lord. If there's any unforgiveness in my heart right now, show me. And oh boy, our prayer is real. Prayers are real. So what happens is I ask God to show me these things and he does. He says, okay, you want me to show you and reveal to you the things that are in your heart. I'm telling you, I've seen these things in dreams. I've seen people I have to forgive in dreams. I've seen people who I have to be able to um, speak to and let them know that I'm trying to forgive them. I see it. God has shown me in dreams, in interactions, in the way I, uh, I talk to people. In the way, it's crazy. It's crazy. God has truly revealed these things over and over again. He does it all the time. Every single time I pray for him. And a lot of the time, it's the same people. It's the same people that I'm struggling to forgive because there's something that's deeper. Here's another thing, just a point aside. Sometimes you can't forgive that person because there was never an honest conversation. The Bible also says that if you have an offense against your brother, to hash it out. Don't allow it to just sit and simmer under the surface. Confront them. When I find that scripture, I'll post it eventually, but you have to be able to have an honest and earnest conversation and say, you know what? I'm upset at you because this is what you did to hurt me. Um, this is how you hurt me. But here's the kicker about that conversation. Don't expect any particular end in that though. For example, one day I was talking to my dad and, uh, if not, if, uh, if many of you don't know, I'd, I've never, I didn't meet my dad till I was in my early twenties, probably about 20, 21. I didn't meet my dad. Um, like physically, we spoke when I was younger in high school. He would call me every so often. We had a very on and off relationship. We spoke maybe for six months and then I wouldn't hear from him for two years and the other six months he'd pop up and I wouldn't hear from him. And, uh, when I met my sister, I would be able to eventually get the opportunity to meet my father and, when we were down there, there was an incident uh, that happened where he was just kind of like, well, I'm going to go with my favorite daughter. And it was actually with my sister. And I realized that uh, it, it hurt me. And when I kind of felt that and I had that conversation with him and I said, hey, what you did hurt me. I, I didn't get what I was expecting. I got exactly the opposite of that. What are you upset about? You know you're my child. It didn't do anything for me. 
in the sense of what I was expecting, but that release was needed. I still needed to get it out of my system. I still needed to say what I had to say. So now we're at this point where I've released, but I didn't get what I needed in return. And because at the time I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I wasn't baptized. I didn't know how to deal with these emotions. So I just thought, well, I'm upset and I am feeling some type of way. I need to do something to feel better. And I actually went out and I slept with some of his friends as revenge. And it did nothing but hurt me more. But now the unforgiveness turned into something bigger. Because I didn't get exactly what I was looking for. What I got was the opposite and I was so hurt by it. When you go to your brother or your sister about something that hurts, you have to understand that you have to just be okay sometimes with the release. With just being able to say it. I remember when I confronted this friend about it, I didn't get what I was expecting, but I was okay with that because at the end of the day, I stood up for what my feelings were and I moved on. I said, it's okay. I said what I had to say and that's it. Now, if I got what I was expecting, hoorah, woohoo, great. That was better. But that didn't happen. So sometimes, guys, when you go and you do this, Understand that it's not necessarily about what they give to you, but it's about what you released. Why should I ask for forgiveness? Isn't it already given because of Christ? Now, let's touch the first part. Why should I ask forgiveness? It's very prideful and boastful. It's the same thing as when we were talking about repentance. If you think that you shouldn't have that conversation with God because you think God already knows my heart, so why do I have to even say anything to him? That's that's kind of boastful and that's kind of prideful. Where's the humility in that? Where's the humility in that? Where 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 is the the uh the, the fruit of the spirit? And isn't it already given because of Christ? The forgiveness of your sins, Christ died for our sins. He is the portal to the fa- to our to God the Father. So in order to get to God, you got to go through Christ. That's why they make it a thing to say, you know, when you're done praying, you got to say in the name of Jesus. When you think that you're above humility, your gates to heaven become very narrow. If you think that, yes, Christ did die for our sins, so therefore I need not to even waste my time. Just, God, you know I'm sorry. God, you you, 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 you should forgive me. You already died. Why am I asking for it? That's just a spirit of pride. It's not because you can. It's because you just don't want to confront it. You just don't want to be able to say, you know what? Yeah, I did mess up. Whoa. It's kind of messy. So let's get into how and who does unforgiveness affect? Because that's one thing that's very important. So who and how does it affect, or sorry, who and how does forgiveness affect? 
that sounds funny. Anyways, y'all get what I'm saying. <laughs> so first of all, let's talk about who it affects. So forgiveness affects you. Unforgiveness affects you. When you don't forgive somebody, it affects you. We just had a perfect example of how unforgiveness affects you, for example. Like I said, you know, when that guy used to make fun of me and my teeth, I used to have evil thoughts and I was miserable and I was insecure and I felt some type of way. And I walked around with that for so long. I was bitter. I was just like, oh, I hate this guy. All he keeps doing is making fun of me. Like, who is he? Whatever the case may be, right? What about unforgiveness causing anxiety and depression? For example, um, I shared my sexual assault story. And for a long time, I dealt with anxiety and depression. Um, I dealt with uh, uh, the need to constantly give myself away because I felt like that was the only thing that was good about me and it just messed me up and because I wasn't able to forgive this person I had to walk around for a very long time and just hate my surroundings hate the people that had to do with him hate hated everything I just hated this person so bad that I actually started to hate people around this person and I didn't even want to be in the presence of this person and this person was somebody who was very close in proximity and I had to learn to function in an environment where hatred was in my heart and when you learn to function with hatred I started to get titles like oh my gosh you're so miserable you're so angry why are you so mean and I'm like what are you guys talking about I'm not angry I'm not miserable I'm not mean but I was because I had all these things within my heart and I wasn't understanding that I was operating in that realm because I had to learn how to because I wouldn't release it so now that that anger was in me I had to learn how to work with it so I would literally walk around and just be irritated with everything because my heart was irritated. And I remember me and my mom would argue all the time because I just always was angry and I always had things held inside and we would always just fight because we'd be like, oh my gosh. And I actually stopped having friends. I, I stopped hanging out with people. I actually became someone who stayed home a lot and just watched movies, stayed locked in my room. I became... Uh, unstable with my emotions sometimes I'd be in my room I'd just start crying a lot of the time these things that we deal with these mental issues not to say that's where they all come from but sometimes it's because we're holding things and we need to just let it go we need to just let it go my depression and my anxiety left when I was able to let that go even within my marriage, I was still struggling with it. And then I had a husband who was very similar to the things that I was struggling with. And I had to learn how to let it go. We have to understand. Listen to Romans 3 verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all, it says for all, every single one of us Christians have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all messed up. We've all done things we shouldn't have done. Every single one of us. Oh, sorry. And that doesn't mean that we hold on to it. We need to release it. The word says we all have done it. We all have messed up. So therefore, the forgiveness that you're holding for that other person 
you're only hurting yourself because they are moving on. I remember when this person did what they did, we ended up having to live with this person. And it was like nothing ever happened. And I had to sit there and act like nothing ever happened. But then I started to more so operate in the realm of hatred. We have to be able to move forward. We touched on the little, a little bit of the second part. And it's your relationships. What unforgiving does to relationships. And I'll tell you what unforgiveness does to relationships out of my own testimony as well. Uh, when I was going through a situation and I felt like a lot of people had abandoned me, I actually severed a lot of great relationships with people because I was hurt. And I didn't want to forgive them. I actually came to church and didn't speak to any of them. I came in, I was out, I was like, pew, peace, don't talk to me. And I left out of there so fast. I was like, get out of here. And that did nothing but damage those relationships more. And now that I look back, I, I wish I had had some of those relationships in the process. Did I learn a lot without them? Yes. Would some of them had helped? Yes. We have to understand that unforgiveness is a stepping stone to bitterness hatred and all the things that come along with holding grudges in your heart let's go back again to the fruits of the flesh that's when you start to see the fruits of unforgiveness it becomes fruits of the flesh i told you what my dad did and i was upset y'all saw what i did i'm pretty sure that falls under fruits of the flesh i was mad I was like, yeah, take him down, take him down, take him down. But who did that hurt? That only hurt me. He he still he went on living his whole life that night. And I was doing things that I hated. I was so disappointed in. Because of unforgiveness. When you have unforgiveness, the way you interact with people change. Because you start to think that everybody is somewhat of the same. When I was holding on to forgiveness, I would go to work and I'd just be irritated with people. I'm like, what? What is it that you need? Why are you talking to me? Don't say that to me. Who do you think you're talking to? That's how I was addressing people at work. It was like, (laughs) I would literally say I was just mean. I remember this customer came up to me. And normally I'm great with customer service. I love customer service. I love talking to people, finding out their lives, whatever. And they came up to me and I was just mean that day. She came to me another week and she said, you was a little sassy last week. I said, oh man, was I? (laughs) My bad. Sometimes you don't realize what's happening until after. It's too late. You ruin and cut ties with people who actually mean things, mean something to you. When you have unforgiveness. I told my best friend. I said you know. You got to be able to forgive. Not so much for them. But for you. Because as you're sitting here. With all of this in your heart. They're sitting at home. Not giving a damn about you. 
Why steal your own joy? Just to hold unforgiveness that somebody might not even know you're doing. Makes no sense. And lastly, your faith. When I, when my ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband walked out and left me in my apartment. It was a two-bedroom apartment. Boy, was that place expensive, even for Oshawa. And because I was holding on to anger and certain emotions, I acted out. And I actually walked away from God for a moment there. I walked away from God. I I decided enough is enough. If this is what you want to put me through, I'm just going to go back in the world. Because when I was in the world, you know, I was getting drunk. I was feeling better about myself. I knew how to make myself feel better. But you, you're putting me through this process and I want to feel better right now. I don't want to feel better tomorrow. I want to feel better right now. And I did things and I messed up and I sinned and I allowed that unforgiveness to fester and I actually became angry with God and I started to curse God I said how could you let this happen to me this is embarrassing I'm your child and you let this happen to me I became almost slightly boastful about the whole situation sorry I became angry with God like who do you think you are you're supposed to love me you're supposed to look out for me you're supposed to cherish me but yet this is where I'm at Okay, if that's how you feel, I'll just go back to the world because clearly being a Christian isn't worth it. That's what unforgiveness does. It makes you question God. Why are you questioning God? Why are you questioning what God is doing? Why are you not questioning what you are doing? Sometimes God brings you through something so that you can learn and not do it again. But a lot of us just blame God and say, this is your fault. You did this. You did this to me. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they said that marriage is a natural decision. And I actually agree with that process because if God was in it, a lot of us wouldn't be divorced. That's a natural choice, honey. Let's be real. If we want to be real. And we make these choices and we don't realize what's happening when we make these choices. So, let's recap a little bit of something here. Forgiveness is an action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. Let's focus on two words. The action, the process of forgiving. The action, the process of being forgiven. What does God say about forgiveness? God says that if you forgive your brother, he will forgive you. And that if your brother sins against you seven times and says sorry seven times, you must forgive every time. Every time. Why should you ask for forgiveness? You should ask for forgiveness because it's humility. It's showing God that you are vulnerable, that you're able to sit down and be open and say, wow, you know what? Yeah. I'm able to come before God and be true and say, God, I messed up. 
I shouldn't have done it. Forgiveness hurts you, your relationships, and your faith. It's important that you don't allow unforgiveness. I keep saying forgiveness, guys. Forgive me. <laughs> Forgive me, okay? That I keep saying forgiveness. Unforgiveness ruins your you, your mental, your physical, a lot of things. Let me tell you, oh, I gained weight because I wasn't forgiving people because I would sit at home and eat and be miserable, <laughs> watch movies and be miserable, eat and be more miserable. <laughs> I gained weight, okay? Let me tell you about the unforgiveness weight. That's real. So if y'all, some of y'all want to stay slim and cute, y'all better start freaking. <laughs> I'm being honest though. Like I gained so much weight because I was just being miserable. Um, it affects your relationships and it affects your faith. So let's keep that in mind. How important it is to forgive. I know it's hard. Let me be real with you guys. I know it's hard and I know that it's not going to be easy. And I know that that person did that to you. And I know that that girl talked about you. And I know that they spread rumors about you. I know that even the church can hurt you. I know that. And you got to work on forgiving the church. Trust me, I know. I'm not new to the game. I know. I know. Let me tell you, I went through my fair share of church hurt. I went through my fair share of bad friends. I went through my fair share of toxic relationships. I went through my fair share of toxic people, things that hurt me. Uh, my family used to talk down in my life. They used to tell me I'm going to be just like my mother. They used to call us whatless. One of them called my mother whatless. Black families, I tell you. <laughs> I'm going to talk for my own experience. There's so much we have to understand. There's so much on the line when we don't forgive. The biggest thing is our salvation. Our prayers. Our state of mind. Our spirits when we don't forgive. Don't allow that to fester and breed negativity into your life. Do what I do. Anytime you feel the need to want to hold on to something or be angry about something, think about it. Process it. Understand it. Why does that hurt you? If that's if that girl said, oh, I don't like how you look. Why does that hurt you? Because you're insecure. Well, forgive them because there's a soft button in you that you got to work through. So that these things don't hurt you anymore. Everything is a process. Forgiveness is a process. It's not an overnight thing. There's some things you can forgive overnight. I mentioned in my uh, 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 sexual abuse story when I was going live, and I talked about three different types of uh, uh, healing. And there's gradual, right? Um, eventually, gradually, eventually. And I, uh, um, I, I don't remember the last one. I apologize, but. There's three different steps to healing. Gradually and eventually, that to me is probably sticking out in my brain because that's what true forgiveness is. Something that gradually happens, something that will eventually happen. There's forgiveness that can happen right away. I wish I remember what the word was, but I'm pretty sure it was, you know, something in regards to it being right away, something being gradual, and then something being eventual. So we have to understand that everything is a process. You're lying to yourself if you think that someone can hurt you today and you can wake up tomorrow and be like, I forgive you, and it goes away. You're lying. 
But every day that you waste holding on to it is a day that you lose to become a better person. Forgiveness isn't easy, but it's something that you have to go through. All right, y'all. I just want to say I love you. If you loved this episode, which I'm sure y'all loved it. If you didn't love it, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to your mamas, your mom, your, you're lying to your daddies. You're just lying. <laughs> just joking. I ain't calling you liars out there. I'm just kidding. But if you guys like this episode, please share it. Forgiveness is big in this world nowadays, especially with the world that we're in. Everybody is offended. Holy smokes, is everybody offended? <laughs> so I think everybody who's easily to be offended needs a lesson on how to forgive. And we just got to put it out there. Please help me support this movement. Ella in control. We are here to empower women with God's word. God's word is the foundation. So I think it's important that we truly get this out there. Um, don't forget July 17th. Parade. Parade. I don't even know why I'm doing that sound, but it just feels great. Let's not forget, come out and support. I believe we'll probably most likely be back on um, Lawrence Avenue East as well as maybe trying to hit up some some of Orton Park Road. I just want to hit the buildings more so that have a, a decent space for us to be able to get out and do what we have to do. So let's get out there. I'm so excited. And don't forget, y'all, this is the beginning to your transformation for success. Did you hear that? This. That is the beginning to your transformation for success. Love you guys all. And don't forget, forgive seven times. Forgive. Love y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chit Ella Chat. Don't forget, this is the beginning to your transformation for success. Also, go ahead and follow us on Instagram, ella.incontrol underscore underscore or on Facebook at EllaInControl.com. And don't forget to continue to support this ministry. Send us an email, EllaInControl at gmail.com if you have any prayer requests, need some advice, even just want to give me some words of inspiration. I'll definitely appreciate it. And if you feel that it is placed upon your heart to go ahead and support us with the donation, uh, you can do it through PayPal or also just shoot us an email transfer, paypal.me slash EllaInControl. We thank all of you guys for being faithful and listening to Ella's podcast. See you guys on the next show.